Welcome to Brothers and Who, a Married to Who spinoff where me, Jake, and my brother Alex watch classic Who, in his case for the first time, in whatever goddamn order we choose. We're currently almost at the finish line of our classic Dalek watch through. Classic. We watched Remembrance of the Daleks, written by Ben Aronovich, directed by Andrew Morgan, aired October 5th through the 26th, 1988. Alex. Yo. Oh, what'd you think of this one? I thought it was great. I I liked kind of the, the charm it had. I was lost on a lot of the uh, references it was making to itself, but I think, I think it, was, it was fine. Yeah, it was great. Is that the same? Fine and great? Fine and great, yeah. Those being exactly the same. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's people who are Doctor Who historians will blame the dropping ratings in the 80s on the show like being up its own ass and being really self-referential. And this is the first time I've experienced where there's a lot of that. But it's also, if you watch the dvd special features they're doing it on purpose and it is like a month before the 25th anniversary so maybe that's part of it but Hmm. there is a lot of references to past two in this one yeah i i kind of gathered some of them and then i just assume other things i didn't understand were that okay so you said you like it so according to the Doctor Who magazine fan poll for the 50th anniversary, it was the second best Dalek story. Classic. Mm, I don't know about that. That seems a little strong. Like, I would put it maybe in the top half. Like, it's very middle for me, if that makes sense. Well, it's nice that you said it was middle, but you also said it's great. <laughs> So, turns out you like the Dalek ones. Yeah, I, I like maybe, Dalek episodes. Maybe you just like Doctor Who. We, we'll, maybe we'll find out. <laughs> We've I'm, only been watching the Dalek ones. I'm I'm one of those people that will just generally like things. So, <laughs> it's, it's hard to, yeah, I'm a um, bad opinion. <laughs> yeah, this one, so like, you're saying it probably doesn't deserve to be the second highest Dalek story. My favorite, my number one, is the sixth favorite Dalek story, according to that poll. So, like, I'm way off. Which one is that again? Is that Power? My favorite? Yeah. No, uh, Dalek Invasion of Earth. Oh, right. Yeah, so that one's great. Uh, Genesis is above that. That's number one on the poll. And then... Like, um, out of all the stories. Okay. And then um, I would say Power, even, is... Like, I like Power better than this one, probably. But that might be because I liked the difference in, like, live action to anime. Like, that was just kind of cool for how we had to experience it. So maybe if we were watching it like a normal 
<laughs> and I'm the other way around. I think if we got to see it. Now, our friend Mrs. J, she just listened to our Power of the Daleks episode, which, by the way, on the 50th anniversary poll was third. Oh, you know, wow. Among Dalek okay. stories, not third overall. I didn't think people liked Power. Okay. Oh, yeah. By the way, Mrs. J was saying, or asking me if I had seen the special edition that just came out, because I guess maybe the animation's a little different. And I do own it, but I haven't watched it yet. Oh. So I will do that before we do our rankings next week to give Power another chance, because otherwise it is at the fucking bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right, let's uh, let's get into this bullshit, huh? Yeah. Um, I told you that I had heard somewhere, I don't know if it was a podcast or a tweet or something, somebody said that the first episode of this story is like the best single episode of all time. What do you think of that? I, <laughs> I don't know what they were like. When did they say this? Like, what time frame were, were they? Were I, they like a week after it aired? And like, this is the fucking best. <laughs> I heard that recently, and that made me excited. So, like, huh. I immediately so <laughs> I watched the first episode three times because. By the way, this is my first time watching this story. This is my first time watching any Sylvester McCoy. So, uh, I liked McCoy. Yeah, me too. He was cool. Uh, our friends over at uh, neither the time nor the space hate him. <laughs> Or at least half of them do. (laughs) Out of two. (laughs) Right. Matt specifically said that he hates that he rolls his R's every fucking sentence. Oh, yeah. So, Matt, don't listen to any McCoy big finish. Because for me, although this is my first McCoy episode, I've heard a bunch of big finish stuff with him and Ace. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Well, we'll get a little more into Ace later, but my notes on this first episode... I know I was sitting next to you when you watched it. Yeah. It opens with the doctor and Ace just like coming around the corner and Ace has this giant fucking boombox just playing. Yeah. Which is Amazing. the worst. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. Seeing Ace for the first time and seeing that, I'm like, okay, this is neat. This is cool. And she's from 80s like Yeah, so era. Like when this aired, that's where she's from. Okay. So like this is her second episode. In the last one, she just shows up on whatever planet they're on because she's doing some kind of chemistry experiment in her bedroom and ends up like time warping herself. Wow. Cause she's like a chemistry genius. Oh, so she's like super smart. Yeah. But oh. she's also 17 or 18. Okay. The bombs she has in this episode that the doctor gets from her, or she like made those because she again is a chemistry genius. And then the bat she made herself. <laughs> like the electric bat or did the doctor do that no the doctor did that when he put it in okay. the casket oh that's what that okay all right but anyway, oh well, I, yeah because the thing can like change matter well it's a a stellar manipulator so just stars i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> uh but <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah, yeah uh people who walk around in public outside playing music are the worst people in the world yeah but i also do that (laughs) out loud well my windows are down on my car that's not in public that's different that's no i mean the public people can hear it for sure but it's brief you're passing yeah that's that's different cars are made for listening to music 
but like you and I go golfing sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And the people that pull up to like a green and they have their own golf cart cart that has like a radio. Oh yeah. Or yeah. their phone is just playing their playlist. Yeah. Those people can all go to hell. Uh, <laughs> like, I I've thought about bringing a speaker. <laughs> no. There are two instances in life where you can play music outside in public. Yeah. Hit me. One is if you're working on a construction site. Because it's mind-numbing work usually. Play some music. There's a lot of loud shit going on. It helps. Yeah. There isn't a second one. That's the only time. (laughs) People who play music in public outside can all burn in hell. (laughs) So what about, like, festivals? That's not public. So I'm talking about, like, if you just, like, go to the park and you're walking around. okay, okay. Or, like, if you go to the beach... And you're like, oh, me and my three friends, we have to listen to music because we're not interesting enough to talk to each other. Mm. That like the people at a beach towel 18 feet from you, they don't want to listen to your bullshit music. <laughs> it's True. not their fault you're boring. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I also play in softball leagues. Yeah. And it's always like someone in the other dugout is blasting music. And usually it's like not for young ears and you know Mm. people have kids there and you know there's music that's dropping n-bombs and stuff like that and it's just like yeah we're we're already doing an activity to have fun like we're drinking beer and playing softball Mm -hmm. we don't need another level of bullshit like we're already (laughs) like really to to the level right we're already like spending way too much money and taking way too much time just to like have an activity (laughs) we don't need to (laughs) <laughs> like add a level to that because our lives are so shitty i could get that and that's my music rant are we done yeah. all right podcast over <laughs> i can think of so many people you would punch in the face that i know yeah that's why i don't hang out with people you know yeah true all right <laughs> i barely tolerate you <laughs> oh man speaking of barely tolerating you the new season of the amazing race just started sunday yeah. and i'm a big amazing race fan you did a binge didn't you well, during lockdown, I've watched the first, like, 22 seasons so far. I think there's 33. Maybe 27? I don't know. But I've always said that if I were to go on The Amazing Race, I would go with our sister, Gina. Yeah. Because she's, um, like, super ballsy and doesn't care about other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she'll just, she'll, like, cut someone <laughs> to win. And that's something you and I don't have. Yeah. But I decided a couple months ago, I've changed my mind, and I want you to come with me, because there's always some kind of rhythm task, whether it's (laughs) dancing or singing or playing a musical instrument. There's at least one, sometimes two, every season, and they, they would stop me. And in this very first episode for this season, they have to play like a steel drum. In like Trinidad. Well, I'm really bad at steel drums. (laughs) But you're better than all these people. It took some of these people all day. (laughs) Oh, boy. And then like one guy who plays the piano, he got it on his first try. (laughs) (laughs) But also the drum is like numbered. There's eight numbers inside the drum. Yeah. You just have to memorize the number sequence. Oh, they give you the sequence? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could do that. Like figuring it out. Like steel drums is crazy. And the people that can play it without any markings on it. Holy shit. Anyway. Anyway. I do really like uh, in that first episode, just the doctor just like hopping in that van and being like, oh, this is super interesting. And everyone just being like, 
oh, this is the doctor. We all listen to him now. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, spending... There's a lot of times in the 70s, like particularly in the Pertwee era, where we spend like entire episodes in a jail cell. Or there's one in particular. I've been watching like this uh, Mr. Tardis reviews online. And one of the third Dr. Dalek stories, he's in like five different jail cells throughout the story. (laughs) Nice. And it takes up like 45 minutes. Just make up some bullshit. The doctor, everyone just accepts him. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, I wrote down the Moffat stole, was it Moffat stole a bunch of his ideas from this story with the rhyming girl and being (laughs) creepy. And then uh, like humans realizing that there's something better at killing than them. Right. Well, that's, (laughs) I mean, that's just the doctor. Yeah. Always. The little girl thing, I really expected, like, at the end of her song to be, Tell River Kills the Duck, because oh, it's man. exactly the same. It's the same rhythm. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It, that, yeah. It was just creepy, and I loved it, but... <laughs> the little girl nice. was great. I did really like... Because I have the same note. When we get into... um, What's that uh, Nazi guy's name that Mike works for? I didn't get anyone's name except the Doctor and Ace. <laughs> that was it. I said soldier guy a lot and then Nazi guy a lot. Anyway, Nazi guy who's like, oh, England chose the wrong side in the war. He, When we go into his uh, garage where the, uh. the girl is and you just see it from the back, like obviously we both thought it was Davros. Yeah. And I even put in my notes like the lengths they go to to like make Davros be a reveal when we obviously know it's right. Davros. Yeah. It's yeah. so dumb. Yep. But then, like, in episode three, she turns around and she's like, psych. Yeah, I was so blown away. It was, and then the, oh, I don't know if I'm getting there, but then the double reveal. Yeah, do it. I mean, we don't need to go in order. <laughs> the fucking, the the Emperor Dalek with a when, big head. When the Emperor Dalek walked in, you burst out laughing. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> it was. Like, I, I've i seen that toy before. It must open then and have Davros in it. That would be the the best Funko ever. (laughs) But yeah, I've seen the toy before and I've seen like a picture of Davros sitting in that, but like up close, you don't really put it together in your head. Oh, okay. And so like after the girl turned and revealed that it's the girl, then I, then it all popped in my head. Oh, really? Oh, it's Davros in there. Oh, see, I thought we were getting away with a Davros less story. Well, like I was like, well, that was the whole trick is it's not Davros. Ha ha. <laughs> but in, in doing the fun facts, I kind of spoiled it for us in Genesis that Davros was in every Dalek story from then on. Yeah, I just thought you missed it. <laughs> yeah. But that was kind of cool. The the reveal of Davros actually being the Emperor Dalek, because last we saw him, he was fighting the well, not the was it the Emperor Dalek or the Dalek Supreme? What did they call him in this one? In this one, he's Emperor Dalek. Right? Mm, hmm. Maybe? But yeah, it was definitely Dalek Supreme before. And so there was like this uh, Dalek like in inner war. And now we get to see it where it seems like, I guess, Dav- Davros. I, I didn't, I thought it was not Davros, but um, he seems to have won because he's the emperor. And now he's like hunting down these uh, like rogue uh 
cells, I guess. And so that was kind of cool to see, like kind of like a background type story to like the main story we're watching. Thought it was neat. Okay, so it's not in the story at all, but in the DVD making of the writer says so like he was he was very young this is the first tv anything he ever wrote and he went and watched all the dalek episodes that he could and after the last one when davros is like taken off by all the black daleks after they killed his white daleks oh i suppose that could have been the like the tell if I was paying more attention to like, yeah. the color. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, he's saying, knowing what he knows about Davros from watching all the stories, it would take Davros like six weeks to become leader again once he got taken back to Scarrow. So even the whole story, I'm thinking that the white ones are the renegades because they're Davros's Daleks. But he's saying Davros went back to Scarrow created a new race of Daleks and you can see that they're different now. They have yeah. claws and they're big an exoskeleton. Right. And that was creepy, the the transmat yeah. shit. Like you can see them inside and they're not just like a jelly thing. They have like bones and organs and shit. Yeah. That was crazy. And so those black Daleks are like Daleks that when Davros started gaining control were like, fuck this. Like Daleks for Daleks, let's go. <laughs> and they had this plan. So if they can get the hand of Omega and become masters of time travel, then they can go back and, I don't know. Um, Ace is awesome. She's a badass. She, <laughs> like, this one story, she might be, like, top five companion for me. Yeah? Overall. That's, like, she took on Daleks, was just straight up fighting them with her bat, and then uh, was just like blowing dudes up with their with the rocket launcher. So cool. Yeah. So I I have some ace experience just from big finish stuff, and she's always like, she wants to fight. She like her her first suggestion is always like, let's blow it up or let's fight it or whatever. And that's cool as a trait, but she's also like mopey as shit <laughs> oh really well there's like some kind of mystery with her that i don't know where she like calls herself ace to hide from who she really is and so in big finish she like comes to grips with it and there is a story that it explains all this but i must not have really been paying much attention okay and she starts going by mcshane which is her last name i thought we would get a, well, we didn't see her first story, but I thought we'd get a reason why she calls the doctor professor. We don't. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that, if you knew why. Well, I looked up the fir her first story to see if, like, if she, or if he was, like, masquerading as a professor when she met him or something like that. Like, we saw yeah. David Tennant teaching at that school one time or yep. whatever. Yeah. Um. I thought it'd be something like that, but no, they're on an alien planet that she just accidentally goes to <laughs> when <laughs> he's with Mel, another human. Like, what are the fucking odds? And then in Big Finish, she eventually becomes a Time Lord. Like, she goes to Gallifrey and joins the Academy. Really? Ace is cool. I like Ace. 
Yeah. Well, since we're on the subject of our main crew, what'd you think of Sylvester McCoy? I thought he was great. Like he had the doctory mannerisms. Like how deep is this in his career for the doctor? I think it's the first episode of his second season. Okay. Yeah. I I think he was like in the wheelhouse. Like he knew how he wanted to move as the doctor. It didn't seem weird. And, uh, I don't know, like his little quirkiness, like how he always had his umbrella and then he would like hook it in his pocket. And I don't know, he was always like brushing himself off. He, he, like he was very dirty a lot of the time in this story. Well, there were a lot of explosions in this. Right. Story. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. That's basically what the making of on the DVD is, is just them talking about all of this stunts and explosions. So they do all of those? Yeah. Damn. Her on, Sophie Aldred on the DVD uh, talked a lot about the stunt coordinator tip tipping the soldier that first gets shot and like flies backwards into those pieces of metal. Yeah. That's him. Oh. Um, the doctor sliding down with his umbrella on that zip line. That's him. Uh, he's passed away now and had at the point of the DVD release. So they talked about him a lot lovingly because he had passed, but she had to do a lot of training because when they were, rehearsing and it was like in the script that the doctor shoots a dalek with the missile launcher mm-hmm. uh the doctor um sylvester mccoy just says the doctor wouldn't do that he doesn't use weapons and then he just hands it to sophie aldred and goes but ace can <laughs> and then <laughs> so she had to go to like a school to learn how to use that gun nice that was cool i i like that like the when she had the rocket launcher and she shot the dalek the first time like, it was just, oh, shit. That was a cool scene. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and her hitting the Dalek with the bat was kind of lame, but I do like immediately after that, her, like, diving under the uh, tables yep. and then jumping out the window. Jump, yeah, jumping through that window. Oh, man. So cool. That's That was, like, peak 80s action right there. <laughs> it was perfect. So you like the Doctor and you like Ace, so that's two for two different than neither the Time Run Space podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I I have a question. Sure. So is um Davros mentioned like the whole reason kind of the reason he wanted to get this thing was to become more powerful to destroy Gallifrey. Are they already gearing up for time war, do you think, at this point? Or was that just because they're too big factions fighting each other inherently well his plan in the last story was to infiltrate gallifrey and he was thwarted so now he's still trying to do that okay but russell t davies did say in the 2006 doctor who annual that the destruction of scarrow in this story is one of the big first acts of the time war okay Cause they like yeah, cause he saw the doctor do that, so then they would he would blame the time lords obviously, and then just go to war. Well, yeah, he purposely, and this is something that we've seen the doctor have the chance to do and not do before. Like he could have destroyed the Daleks in Genesis, the Daleks. Yep. And in this, he kind of flippantly destroys Scarrow. Yeah. Yeah, I he did kind of trick him, but it was at the hand of Dav- Davros himself. Like, he, he kind of tricked him, but not really. Like, if Davros <laughs> just didn't do it he, and listened to the doctor. But the doctor didn't tell him why to not do it. He was just like, oh, wow. no, please don't. Yeah, I suppose. He 
reprogrammed the hand of Omega and then purposely allowed Davros to take it. Yeah, that's that's pretty shady for the Doctor. Uh, so the things that Rusty Davies noted as the first acts of the Time War were this, um, the abortive efforts of Genesis of the Daleks, the planned assassination of the High Council in Resurrection, and the invasion of Gallifrey in the Apocalypse Element, which is a Big Finish audio from 2005. I've recently mm. listened to it. Cool. I have a question for you now. Yeah. Did Ace and Mike fuck? Uh, I kind of want to say yes. They definitely did. <laughs> because that scene when she's like coming out of the shower, that's also the front door. <laughs> <laughs> well, the steps to the upstairs are right there. Oh, okay. But yeah, the, ah, uh, yeah. But yeah, the way they're looking at each other and the way he like touches her when he's leaving. Yeah. And just the huge smile on her face. Like they definitely bone down. Uh, so yeah, so Ace had sex with a Nazi, doesn't care. Well, um, she also has that, I, I pointed out the star on her thing. Oh yeah, it is a USSR Soviet star patch. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. She had a lot of, lot of stuff on her jacket. That jacket was pretty sick. Uh, Davros's makeup was real creepy. Like he had that penguin vibe from like, uh, Bat- is it Batman Returns? Or no, yeah. just the Batman, isn't no, it? No, it's Returns. Oh, it's Returns? Where like, he's just like drooling this uh, black sludge. It was gross. But I really liked it. <laughs> and that little girl is Palpatine. That that was a what-the-fuck moment. Just shooting energy. Apparently the, the Daleks can make you do that. Uh, I didn't write any notes for episode four. But uh, special weapons Dalek, that's cool. You said we've seen that before. Yeah, but I don't want to say where because it'll spoil it for f- some new friends of ours. But yeah, that was really cool. That uh, big howitzer cannon, Dalek. Oh, my very last note is the little girl is Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, but right above that is once it's revealed that Mike is a fascist, uh, Ace saying, "Do me a favor, drown yourself." Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, that was that was nuts. A little harsh. <laughs> For Doctor Who. <laughs> Just fill your pockets full of rocks and walk into the tents. <laughs> uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the two scientist ladies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Apart from right away when the Doctor introduces himself by just entering the van, they don't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, they're just chilling. Like they're like, we don't know what's going on, and this guy does. So let's just fucking. Well, the younger one does like beat up that Dalek hand with the bat to save the doctor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She killed it. But once, like, uh, like in the last two episodes, they suddenly become comic relief. So like, yeah, in the diner, they're referencing other sci-fi TV shows, and they're. Like, when called upon, they're, like, saluting and, like, doing a comical salute to each other. Yeah. And then in episode four, they're called upon again, and they do, like, a marching stomp to, like, (laughs) to get out of attention. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, God, these fucking guys, they just want us to go stand (laughs) over there, and then they want us to go stand over there. We're not doing anything. And the one, the the older one, slightly older one, keeps making references to things she's going to do after this. Like, I'm going to retire and raise begonias. I'm going to retire and write my memoirs. I'm going to... 
<laughs> she's just like over it. Yeah. She well, and she made it clear she didn't want to be there because apparently she was drafted. What'd you think of the floating casket? Oh yeah, the effects. That I thought that was pretty neat. Like how he put the bat in there and then it like popped up and he caught it. Thought that was neat. Uh and then the yeah, the casket floating. The the scene in the graveyard was real cheesy, but Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and so like I was thinking on my way over here about other shows around this time. Because Doctor Who had a really small budget. Um fun fact, the director went 13,000 pounds over budget on this episode and was banned from Doctor Who for life. Holy shit. Luckily for him, Doctor Who was canceled after one more season. <laughs> so <laughs> didn't the band didn't last very long. But so I was thinking about contemporary American shows cuz I don't know a lot of 80s TV. I was a child. Um and we we didn't really watch TV when I was a kid, but I did watch Star Trek The Next Generation, which is a big 80s sci-fi American show. Yeah. I think it started in 88, which is this year. And so I was thinking back to, like, the very first episode, um, Escape from Farpoint. It's something from Farpoint. And, like, it doesn't look any better than this. The one thing they have is space like a lot of room because they shot it at paramount and they have like vast fucking sound stages where they can construct these big uh scenes these big uh sets yeah and so in this we get six people crammed into a real tiny little diner set yeah but something like star trek gets a much bigger set but apart from that the whole thing takes place on four other sets that they're constantly reusing and the effects are garbage but it's like that, you know, at the time it was as cool as it gets. And I don't see this being miles away from that. Yeah. That's cool. Doctor who keeping Can, it, keeping it up. Yeah. So in my notes, I wrote the casket scene is cool because yeah, I know that it looks bad, mm-hmm. but to see the doctor just like walk by that dude on the phone and the casket, just following him. That was really cool. That was cool. Yeah. I felt like that that part of the whole thing was more believable than the one outside because the one outside was just that was that was rough. <laughs> All right, so we've talked about most of the characters involved, especially the main cast. What do you think of the story? Doctor and A show up at Cole Hill School in 1963. He went there, or he notices some kind of disturbance is happening. Joins with the military. There's a Dalek right away. He knows why it's there because he left the hand of Omega there when he was William Hartnell in 1963. So he goes and gets it, reprograms it, and then buries it somewhere he knows they're going to find it. There's two fa- two Dalek factions trying to get it from before the other one does. The winners are Davros's new paradigm. And going back to the last episode or the last story, I really like those white and gold Daleks. Yeah, they were, they were neat. And then the Doctor tricks Davros into destroying Scarrow. Bob's your uncle. They're off. I thought it was a great storyline. 
Like it, it, it made sense. There, there have been Dalek episodes that made less sense. <laughs> <laughs> Contemporary ones. Yeah. Um. So this is a lot of people like way up there. New Who hasn't done a great job of doing like really good Dalek stories. Which that you can remember would you say are better than this? Like new who episodes? Yeah. Hmm. I think both Christopher Eccleston ones, Dalek and then Bad Wolf and Parting of the Ways. I'm trying to think of the one that um where they were stuck in the void and they Yeah, so that's that that was an Eccleston that was the Eccleston one. No, that's series really? two finale, Rose's last episode as a regular. That's Tennant and Torchwood. Hmm. And then Donna or Martha gets the two parter in Manhattan that sucks. Donna, does she have a regular season Dalek story or is just the finale? I think it's just the finale. Yeah, so she gets the finale where everyone's together, um, journey's end. I wouldn't say that's better than this. Yeah, no, I I would man, why can't why can't there be a good one? <laughs> well, there's one Capaldi one I would say is better. Uh if someone doesn't want it spoiled, you know who you are. Close your ears right now, five, four, three, two, one. The series nine two part opener. The uh What's the title? Magician's Apprentice, which is familiar. Oh, okay. I like that more than yeah. this. Yeah. I'd yeah. say that and the two Eccleston ones and the one I really like the one Jody Whitaker one too. So maybe three, maybe four are better than this, which is like my wouldn't even crack my top five of classic Dalek stories. Hmm. So what I'm saying is writing for the Daleks is really hard. Yeah. And I think this dude did a pretty good job. This is first ever TV story. Yeah, I and was, he really got to play with everything. I, and uh, seeing, so seeing the first Dalek episode and how Terry Nation wrote that, um, it was really cool. Uh, but then you know you had mentioned in previous brother episodes where it's basically the same episode every, over and over again, just at different locations. Yeah, and um, seeing um, the last couple with Davros in it now, kind of mixing it up, makes it nice. But then. Again, it's like kind of the same thing over and over again. Um, and so now this one is kind of the change again a little bit because there wasn't – I mean, Davros was there, I guess, but not really. Like it was it was just different. It was cool. I liked it. Yeah. I'm curious. So uh, our friends asked me how I would feel about this or how I felt about this because they were kind of on the fence, unsure. You asked me right now, I'm saying, oh, yeah, top half, good story. But I'm curious when we do our list, where it will actually end up. Yeah. Because I have a feeling it could be kind of low just because of how much I like a lot of other stories. Yeah, I think this is like solid middle for me. Like if I had to choose a half, I would maybe say top half. But Right. But we've know. also said that about every story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. We are done with all of the Dalek stories from Classic Who. 
Oh, this that was it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Davros was not, or the Daleks were not seen again on television for, well, they were seen in other stuff, but in proper canon Doctor Who until the TV movie in 95, wow. which we'll watch one day. <laughs> but we are not done with our Dalek podcasts. We're going to do one more. So next time, we are going to watch the two Dalek movies. So we're going to have to set aside three hours someday oh to do that. Oh, boy. And we're going to just talk about them very briefly. And then we're going to do our lists, bottom to top, of the Dalek stories. We'll t- kind of talk about each one in our list. I'm going to send out tweets asking people to give us maybe like their top five. And we can compare. I like it. All right, Alex, who's your MVP? I'm going to give it to um, Sophie for Ace. I thought she did great. Yeah, but who's your MVP? (laughs) That took me too long to figure (laughs) out your joke. God damn it. (laughs) Sophie Aldred. Um, I will give mine to... I'm going with Pamela Salem, who played Rachel. Is that one of the professors? Yeah, the older one. Or okay. they're not professors, they're doctors. Or doctors. Scientists. Okay. Um, the younger one says she's a physicist. I don't know if the older one ever says what she does hmm. or what her degree is in. But uh, she was awesome and funny and rocking that Barbara style hair from the 60s. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was into it. <laughs> I'm so happy to just be done with the 80s. Alex, even that paper crumpling theme song. This has been Brothers and Who, our episode on Remembrance of the Daleks. Uh, please listen to our main feed, Married to Who, where we just finished Series 9. Uh, that podcast will be up by now by the time you hear this. And we're going into back-to-back Christmas specials before we start Series 10. Uh, if you want to listen to this podcast, you can do so on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or our website, MarriedToWho.com. On behalf of myself, Jake, and my brother, Alex, thank you so much for listening, and please join us next time for a bunch of just bullshit about Daleks. Do 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 do